Good morning, EAJ1023 listening fans. That's right, I'm talking to you, www.eaj1023radio listening fans. I have taken a moment here to come and speak to you specifically, specifically on a topic that's just hot around Christian circles as we approach this uh, time that we celebrate called Resurrection Sunday. And I'm going to take a little time with you today and uh, just discuss some different points um, from different points <laughs> and see what um, kind of conclusions we could come to about the purpose of the day and how we, as the Christians on the planet, look toward and activate our faith during this time. Is that all right with you? All right, fantastic. So my shout out to you all. Um, I had been under the weather for a while. Um, kind of like couldn't even mentally put my thoughts together, um, even to put together some shows. But um, I'm back on my feet. You know, we, we're the bounce back artists here. And so um, I want to take this time to just thank everyone that stayed faithful to listening over the past few weeks. And definitely to my man, Eddie, for being patient. <laughs> with me until I could uh, get my thoughts back together. You know, we all go through these, I'll call them dry seasons, and uh, it's okay. It's definitely okay, um, because we go through, we don't get stuck there, right? <clears throat> One of the things that um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at a scripture this morning, and I'm, I'm not meaning to preach this, just to teach some things that I see that um, are very helpful to me during my different times of struggles. And since I work with people who struggle, you know, with addiction and, you know, any life controlling, many life controlling issues, anger, gambling, you put on the table, you know, some struggle with food, some struggle with relationships, struggle, 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 struggle. But um, I, I want to cover something that helps us get through our struggles because of the relationship that we have with God through Christ. So the scripture is a very popular one, Isaiah 53 and uh, verse 5, which says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's Isaiah 53 and 5. And pain is universal. Nearly everyone at one point or another has experienced pain. You know, an infant, as soon as it is born, it gets that slap on the butt and says, welcome to the world of pain. It starts right here. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's lying in his crib, a baby has pains that come. A student attending school, parents involved in the fast-paced activity of the workplace have pain. Senior citizens have pain. Pain is something that just does not discriminate. The rich, the poor, whites, blacks, males, females all have had some significant pain or two during our life experience. And it's impossible to journey through life without experiencing some element of pain or discomfort. Now, the list of physical pains is unending. And uh, as I get older, I'm starting to add new ones to my list. I'm like, that's really a pace for pain? 
Everyone has their own list. <laughs> What's your pain? While one person has headaches, another has backaches. Someone has aching muscles, stiffness, while someone else has tender joints. Some have writer's cramp and others have carnal, carpal tunnel syndrome, I think that's called. And, and then some have aching feet or sore eyes, while someone else suffers from sprains and bruises. The pain of dislocations bothers some, while, fr while fractures bother others. Some pains are not physical at all, though. Uh, the, these, this very key to understand that there are many that would rather have the pain of a broken leg than the agony of a broken heart. Sometimes pains are caused by the people around us, sometimes for the ones that love us and we love the most. Yeah, pain is universal. As, as a social phenomenon, entire races of people, nationalities, and so-called subclasses have also experienced global hurts that are felt by everyone in, in their particular class. Like, for instance, the Holocaust, in which six million Jews were exterminated during World War II, was and still is for some a lingering pain. The enslavement of blacks, Italians, Irish people, Chinese people was a pain. The subjugation even of women as a gender is certainly a pain. Whether the pain is physical or emotional or social, when we have pain, we need help. And then it becomes, how do you spell relief? Huh? See, pain, pains are, are categorized. There's uh, two categories. I didn't know there was two categories, but one, one kind of pain is acute and the other one is chronic. And an acute pain happens suddenly and at some point ends. It's a pain we get from a broken leg or an injury, and as the injury heals, the pain goes away. Chronic pains never seem to go away. They're often related to an ongoing condition or tucked away in the secret corridors of our mentalities. And as you know, with the A game, we're always looking at the A, you know, it represents the priorities of our life. And then the G stands for our goals. The A stands for our attitudes. And the M stands for the mentality necessary to stay focused because the E is for the excuses that are going to come to get in the way. And we have to know how to eradicate, get past, get over, get around, or get through them. And so the A game focuses on that. And so generally pain is a, is, is a signal that something is wrong and needs attention. When a finger is cut, it would go unnoticed without the pain. If a limb is injured, it would also be ignored if not for the pain. Pain has a biological purpose, which is to alert us that something is wrong and needs adjustment or attention. And just as there are physical, social, and economic signals or pains that um, alert us to imbalance, there are also spiritual pains as well. A guilty conscience, a broken spirit, a loss of direction, and a waning spirituality are all signals that something is out of adjustment spiritually. So, so when we feel physical pain, we, we, we turn to pain relievers, over-the-counter drugs like aspirin or other strong medicines, cough syrup, etc., etc. There used to be this really nasty cough syrup my mom used to give, I think it was not Philips Milk and Magnesia. It was another one called 666. And I didn't know at the time when I was young that 666 also kind of represented the evil guy, the evil dude. Um, but but 666, this stuff was so nasty. I would never, never, never give it to my children. 
that, that was that was torture. And I, I I used to just try to keep my my boogers in my nose and 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 my cough silent so she wouldn't give me that nasty stuff. <laughs> Back at the ranch, when, when, when we feel physical pain, we we turn to pain relievers, as I said. And when there's a spiritual pain, many plunge into cults and New Age promise me the world religions that serve as a spiritual pain reliever. But there's only one spiritual pain killer that treats the cause of the pain rather than the symptom, and that is the blood of Jesus Christ. The grace of God deals with the cause of spiritual pain, and and it does more than simply make us feel good for the moment, but forgives our sin and heals our wounds, which is the pain of being separated from God. And as believers, we're encouraged to know that the blood of Christ is a painkiller, not just a pain reliever. We lean upon his grace to heal our wounds and to strengthen our souls through his love. The text that I just finished reading to you in Isaiah there focuses on Isaiah's prophecy of a coming Messiah. Hmm. The prophecy does not mention Christ by name, but refers to events that point directly to him. It often refers to the events in the past tense, though, as if it had already happened. That was amazing when I started to read it and see that context there. The the prophecy makes it clear that someone is coming to champion God's cause, that someone is first represented in the 52nd chapter, beginning in verse 13, and is referred to only as God's servant who would be lifted up and exalted. So when we as Christians read these passages, we see Jesus as the servant. However, believe it or not, throughout the centuries, the Jewish community has insisted that the servant referred to in these passages the nation of Israel itself, even to the point of being bruised and wounded. And like many of them, the Jewish community expected the Messiah to rise as an early king. And since Jesus did not accomplish that end, they have dismissed this text as referring to him because it does not appeal to their vision of the Messiah that would come with might and power to deliver the nation of Israel. They expect him to come and help overthrow the Roman dominion or domination of the nation and to fulfill the promises of God to make it the chief of the nations on the earth. The passage is taken as a whole, though, make it clear that the servant referred to in these scriptures is a person and not a entire nation. That person, Christ himself, would come as a substitute for the sins of the people and would bear their penalty, our penalty, my penalty. <laughs> wow. In his own body. So the prophecy um, tracks what Christ did for believers. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. This indicates that the Messiah would absorb the pain, punishment, and suffering for the sins of the world on himself. And as a result of that act, the pain of sin would not be simply relieved, but totally eliminated because the source of the pain will have be satisfied. When verse 5 refers to Stripes references made to the physical pain that Jesus endured for his followers in um, Deuteronomy 25, uh, around verses one to four or one, yeah, somewhere one to four, I think, um, notes that the Mosaic law prohibited anyone accused of an offense from receiving more than 40 lashes of the whip. There was a limitation 
on what you could receive as punishment for what you did. Thus, when you were being scoured or scourged uh, in the temple, generally 39 lashes created 39 stripes on the back of the offenders. And Matthew denotes that Christ was ordered scourge as a, as, a, as a possible alternative to crucifixion. Now, that, that scourging or scourging produce stripes of torn flesh, blood, and pain, though generally they mean the same. Popular notes that his stripes were healed and through his death on the cross were saved. The spiritual pain of the people was caused by sin. The pain was eliminated through Christ's pain and suffering. His death and resurrected lifted us believers from the pain of sin to the power of salvation through his pain. So, but pain is necessary in life. And we, we might not like pain, but pain keeps us alive. While no one likes pain, it does have its purpose. It alerts us that something is wrong. And like the aggravating seatbelt, ding 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 until you uh buckle up pain lets us pay attention to things that would kill us if we didn't stop to take care of them now pain can also prompt us to move in another direction change course so to say it prompts us to take action. There are many conditions that we will ignore until it begins to hurt. Let a leaky faucet drip <laughs> until we feel the pain of the water bill. We'll ignore our special diet until we feel the pain of a heart attack or high blood pressure. The pain prompts us to take action that we would otherwise not. We would put it off. And there are many people who lead healthier lifestyles today because the pain of a previous illness prompted them, and me included, prompted us to take corrective action. Now, we, we do things in response to pain, and often we can be very innovative. In uh, 1897, I was doing the research, of course, before I uh, shared this with you, and I found that in 1897, a chemist working for the Bear Company tried to find a way to ease the sensation of pain his relative was experiencing. And in the process, he discovered aspirin, a product which now sells 80 billion units around the world every year when 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 our old car broke down for the last time we we had a an option to walk or get a newer better car when the roof leaked on, on on our house it got so bad we we ran out of skillets pots pans <laughs> buckets cups <laughs> trying to catch the water so we'll either bear find more stuff to catch water in till the rain stops or get it fixed. My worst is a toothache. Because, I, I don't know, there's some pains I could wait till I get to the doctor, but when that toothache comes and it's time for that tooth, that nerve is raw, it's, it's some, it has to, something has to happen immediately. Hmm. And so when that pain hits, we take quick action. 
pain prompts us to take action. It was the blindness of, on the Damascus Road experience that prompted Saul to become or, or, and, and start to look at Jesus and see the work that he was being called to do. Jonah stopped running from the Lord after he spent an extended weekend in the belly of a fish. Thus, one purpose of pain is to prompt us to take action so that we may continue to live. Hmm. Pain prompts sacrifices, though, for our greater good. When we experience painful situations, we're prompted to make sacrifices we would not normally make to achieve the greater good. Pain and sacrifice are integral parts of our Christian experience, folks. That's why Jesus encouraged every new believer to count the cost and know the pain. The promise of eternal life would not come without the pain of the cross. No cross, no crown. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Before the crown, there must be a cross. Before the sweet, easy life of heaven, every believer had to be prepared to go through a little hell right here on earth. And with that in mind, believers have willingly responded to painful situations and made sacrifices of property and life to achieve the aims of the kingdom of God. Believers in the past, listen, they've, they've faced um, lions in the Colosseums of Rome and the torturous deaths on crosses too. They've been boiled, crucified, and persecuted through all times. While many have not faced this level of pain, there are millions who have had their names trampled upon on the highway and have been called everything but a child of God for defending the purpose of the kingdom. Yet the words of the songwriter are clear. No cross, no crown. Now I want to tell you, but there's a power in pain. Brothers and sisters, we must consider that there is power in pain. While no one likes suffering or painful experiences, is it not true that believers have acquired considerable power while dealing with our pain? There are many who can testify today that it was while they were dealing with pain and suffering directly or the pain and suffering of a loved one indirectly, that they developed a greater appreciation for what it means to walk by faith and not by sight. In our pain, we gain an increased power to keep our eye focused on the power of the Lord rather than our own inability. In our pain, we recognize our own weakness and lean heavily upon the strength that comes only from the Lord. Mm -mm -mm. In our pain, we recognize our own inability to control the complex maze of situations that impact our lives while at the same time gaining the power to take our burdens to the Lord and leave them there. <laughs> no, no, no wonder the songwriter would declare, if your body suffers pain and your health you can't regain and you have to get along with meager fear, Jesus knows the pain you feel. He can save and he can heal. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. In our pain, we have learned to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. We have found that by acknowledging Him in all our ways, including our pain, that He directs our path to healing, wholeness, and satisfaction. 
From our pain, we gain the power to say to the world, I don't know everything about it, but I serve a God who is in control of everything. From our pain, we have gained the power to stand in the midst of sickness and say, it is well with my soul. That was just my coffee break. <laughs> ah, listeners. The reason, I don't even know why the, the, the pain came up. I have a chronic pain from my motorcycle accident. And I do look forward to today that hopefully it's no longer part of my um part of my life. But in the meantime, I've learned to my mind by itself doesn't eliminate the pain but makes me less conscious of it while i'm working while i'm moving if i'm moving around i'm in pain but not like when i'm not moving around and um, my body has is not doing anything then the pain says hey we still here you know we still in the house <laughs> so i get up and start moving and try to make their party very short with my body right but um from, from our pain, um, unified Christians around the world, we, we can say we've gained the power to see the world and its circumstances from a heavenly perspective. You know, the, the humanity within us wants to respond to everything with a worldly response, but the power we gain from pain and suffering teaches us to see things from a heavenly perspective, folks. From our pain, we, 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 we have learned that we have a higher, higher, higher strength that takes over when we have done all that we know how to do. From our pain, we get a perspective that goes beyond the carnal into the metaphysical and reaches into the spiritual. This power gives us hope when everyone else has thrown up their hands because we know that our God is able. Strong winds may blow, but God is able. Storms may rise, but God is able. I want you to look back over your life and, and I want you to see those, those spots along the way on your journey. And I want you to think about the level of pain in your life at times that because of that pain, you thought you wasn't going to make it. I remember early pain in, in my life and it was with, it was back in the day, we, you know, you, there was a pretty girl in, 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 in my fourth grade class and, you know, th this was the time, I forgot what they call them things, we kind of make them out of paper and it has like questions and answers inside and you twist it and fold it and you make it, do you love me? Yes, you do. And you send a little note by your friend to put on her desk and says, I like you. Do you like me? And a little box to check yes or no, right? And you're over there, um, you're, you're, you're over there praying <laughs> that she, uh, she says yes when you send that little note. Check yes if you like me. Check no if you don't. And you're looking and your heart is pumping and you're hoping that she says yes. And she does. <laughs> and she is now your girlfriend. And you know what? That means y'all go together. Together. That's what it's called. Do you, will you go with me? <laughs> will you go with me? <laughs> yeah. And those are bright days. It wasn't sexual. It was just something about 
making the uh, initial uh, invite to be a girl friend. But not too long after that, before the end of school, that school year, you know what she did? She quit me. <laughs> Dude, does anybody remember that getting quit? She quit me. <laughs> when she quit me, I found out that I had a heart because it broke my little heart. I didn't know what to do with this feeling. I did not know what to do. It was a first time experience. Oh, over the years, of course, I've learned to harden my heart. It took many, 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 many years through other, you know, relationships where hurt happened for me to learn how to um, start the healing. And, and the healing begins with doing one thing, one thing. And it's the same healing that we get to have our relationship with God restored and renewed. And that one thing was forgiveness. You see, when you forgive those who hurt you, then God forgives you and takes your hurt and puts it in another perspective. When we're spiritually in pain, the Bible tells us to ask God to forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard because of the pain. But from the pain of falling down, God will also give us the power to get back up again. We fall down, but we get up. And that's what I'm talking about. God gives us the power we need to remember the pain no more. God gives us the power to remember that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow, grow, grow weary. They will walk and not faint. From his pain, Christ on the cross, we have gained the power to stand firm against whatever the world brings and hold to God's unchanging hand. His pain has given us hope. His pain has given us a new determination to run on and see the end of this race where the promises. His pain that he endured through the 39 Roman lashes, the pain that he felt as he carried that cross to Calvary. His pain was realized as he cried out in agony, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? And in pain and misery, he died on the old rugged cross. But early Sunday morning, his pain became our game. I don't know if I'm going to continue on this. It's just on my heart to talk about for a while. I, I know that if you're listening, you identify with many things along the way because pain is universal, as I had um, said in the beginning. There's, there's, there's just no way to get around it. Um, and how we deal with pain sometimes determines how we actually live our life. But I want to encourage you that whatever you're going through right now, that if you would just turn to God and ask him for the strength to get through it, that he will do it. And know that more pain is ahead in life as a truth and as a fact, not living in the constant fear of avoidance, but just knowing that the same God that got us through the last pain is the same God that'll get us through the next one. So, you know what I want you to do? I want you to be blessed. <laughs>
how intentionally. Take time to understand that ain't no stopping you now. No pain, <laughs> no demon, no warlock, no witch, no setback, no discouraging. Nothing can get in the way of the joy that is yours through your relationship with God through Christ Jesus. Thank you all for listening. Eddie, thank you so much for making this platform a place where I can come and uh, just share my thoughts and hopes. And for the people that uh, constantly plug in and listen to us along the way, not just to the uh, A-game, but to all of the other (laughs) different artists that are on this station throughout the week. So check us out later on in the week, listeners. And uh, by God's grace, don't forget, I want you to be blessed intentionally. You're already blessed, not just be blessed on purpose. And with that, I intro out (laughs) and look forward to us getting back together another time. Remember, once we got started, there ain't no stopping until we finish this race and run our course. Keep your head up. Keep your focus. Run your A game. You only get one chance at, at life. No dress rehearsals. Center stage is now. Let's use what we got to get what we want. And then when we get there, help somebody else to reach their chair. How's that? That's what you do. God bless. And see you next week or hear me next week on the A-Game. Same station. That's right. www.eaj1023radio.com. That's the address. See you next week.